The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. My brother, this is a special episode of the Bakari Sellers podcast here brought to you by The Ringer and Spotify. I got my brother, Ricky Rose, the biggest boss. What's happening, my brother? The biggest boss, man. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be here. Man, look, we start each episode by having our guests kind of walk us through their careers. So let's talk about how you got into the entertainment business, particularly how Trick found you and signed you to Slip and Slide, which really launched your career. How did he find you and what does he mean to your career? Well, you know, Trick Daddy was most definitely always a local staple, a Miami staple. He was a legend, you know what I'm saying? Um, I was a fan of his. I was actually introduced to Slip and Slide Records through Tony Draper, the CEO of Suave House. You know, I was a huge fan of 8-Ball and MJG. And, you know, I was dedicated. And I think, you know, now that I think back to it, man, I made my way all the way to Houston, Texas, where Suave House was set up at. I met Tony Draper. I told him my story. I let him hear my music. You know what I'm saying? I ran into Scarface out there because I felt like that was more the type of music I was making versus around the pool, chicks in bikinis. Go, go, go. I enjoyed it at the club. Go, go, go. But the shit that was on my mind was us getting to the money. You know what I'm saying? So man, I had that's why. So first of all, first of all, for the listeners who do not know, Suave House and Eight Ball and MJG are that's just another level of Southern. Just the music that came out of there was just different, man. That Eight was, Ball and MJG is one of the greatest rap groups of all time, and they need to get their flowers. Oh man, I give it to them all the time. When it comes to you know certain floors of the game, that's the penthouse. When you make it up there, sound wise, production wise. That was one of the first groups where I actually wanted to know who made the beat, every beat. Yeah. And I kept hearing the same name, T-Mix, T-Mix, T-Mix. And that's when I said, you know, I, I want to build, gel that type of relationship with a producer that it sound like this. 
Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. We're 15 years removed now from Port of Miami. You, you don't know this, Rick, but I was the youngest black elected official in the country one time. And I my first office I ran for back in 2005. Man, that was a long time ago, man. I, I All I did was listen to Hustle. Hustling. That's the every, every, when we would go knock on doors, we would turn that on, man. So, in your album this year, it's your 11th studio album. And I'm sure we'll talk about this with your new book. But what's the Ross formula for longevity in the business? Because if it's one thing we know from you, and this is probably, I, I, please take this as a compliment, but you are consistent, my brother. Something that you can play through with top shelf production and quality delivery. Everybody ain't consistent. So, what goes into a Ross project? And talk about how you've been able to stay on top for so long in an industry that's so tough. Well, first and foremost, I think the reason why I've been able to stay, you know, in the game so long is my love and my passion and my drive. My drive separate me from other artists. And I learned that when I first began getting in the studio with other artists and recognized it could take another artist three days to write an incredible verse when in three days, shit, I could write an album worth of material. (laughs) And one day I could write three records and be comfortable. And I I believe that just came after so long of writing for so long. You know what I'm saying? I was writing for 10, 15 years before I ever got on. So, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of times, you know, some creatives, they could just be making music for three hours. I mean, three years before they actually in the position to put something out. You shit it, man. I was damn near 20 years before that. So it separated me and other artists and, you know, like I say, I love making this this dope music. I'm such a fan of it. You know what I mean? So, how has your music changed since hustling, though? Because when you think about Port of Miami, that Rick Ross is in a different place than this Rick Ross. It's kind of like Jay Z. Jay Z with reasonable doubt is different than Jay Z in four four four. So, are yeah, we? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's about two hundred and fifty million different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but. The message is still the same. I came in every day I'm hustling, and that was the mentality. That's how I knew my album was ready. I'm ready to release this. After recording so long, that was the first record, I think, that really represented the movement and, you know, the zone I was in. So, and, you know, just for the fans that really love Rosé, I think when they think back to every day I'm hustling, I showed that to them every day and still do. Man, I ain't, you never lied about that. Before we get to this great book, Man, I want y'all to know The Perfect Day to Boss Up is a book that I'm reading right now. I just finished it before this interview. It's a dope book. But I got to fact check something. One of my partners, who's a doctor, Ryan Brown, made me ask this question. Uh, But I need to know, do you still cut your own grass, man? I do, without a doubt. I look forward to it. I wish it was high enough for me to cut it today. (laughs) I do. (laughs) You got your right. You got your... (laughs) And if your buddy, he's a doctor? Yeah. Well, if he's a doctor, he should understand what that silence does for Rosé because I'm one of them type of people that I got to have a TV on when I go to sleep at night or for some reason I'm falling asleep and thinking I'm in the county jail if it's too quiet. I need to hear that forensic files or something on in the back, that oxygen (laughs) channel or some shit, you know. And so for me, having that at peace, I'm in the tractor, I could block out the motor, I don't cut on the radio. You know, I, I tinted my windows, so I'm up there like this. And, I, you know, I'm not talking. I'm not on the phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. thinking. I'm looking at the trees, the birds flying by. You know, I'm smoking a little bit, and I'm just planning, you know, my next 30 days of moves, which it feels like when I'm on that tractor. So that silence, man, that at peace, it does a lot for me. 
man, everybody needs to have some of that at peace. This clutter, man, that's social media and all this other shit. How you going crazy, man? Let's talk about this new book, though. Why the title and what do you want your readers to take from this dope book? Man, the perfect day to boss up. You know, first and foremost, I feel like every day is the perfect day to boss up. Every day is the perfect time to make some form, some sort of progress in your life, whichever direction it is you're going in. If you're somebody in the past where history dealing with emotions or whatever it is, have that conversation with your partner. Let's discuss some things you've never discussed. You know what I'm saying? Let's go somewhere you've, you've never been. And, you know, anybody who watched my story, I wake up in the morning and the first thing I'm saying is morning glory. And that's letting you know you're alive. You woke up. You Man. already won the battle. Now it's time to take it to the next level. So I just get more you know, detail with, with that type of vibe. So, I mean, we're coming out this pandemic, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and I, you know, the fungus is among us is a dope chapter. I love how you painted the picture and you started that out, but, but talk, uh, what role did those things, the protest and the, and the pandemic play in motivating you to write this book? Really just taking advantage of what's going on. Our people need to hear this. This for the ones that's, that's like Rose, you know, just, just, being genuine, I pretty much, me and Neil, we wrote the book. I made sure he put the book together. He just recorded and, you know, was jotting down what I was saying as I was telling him everything that was going on because we really put it together over a 90-day period when the pandemic first kicked off. But I said, I want to write this from the perspective from the back of the classroom. Yeah, We're not going to start from the front and look back. We're going to start at the back and look front because for me, I think this, this was most important. I was one of them dudes in the back of the classrooms. I was being a jackass. I was fake being funny, being an asshole. And it wasn't because I had the best jokes, but it was because I didn't know the answers. Yeah. I never learned pre-algebra. I still don't know A equals X and what all that shit still mean. And so I would be in the back of the class and I just ain't tapping into that. And when I look at it now, I think I should have went to a school where they just showed film. Oh, you one of them type math. learners. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm one of them. Show me math by film. My male would have got X equals and all of that. So I'm That's glad I still haven't had to run in uh, pre-algebra yet. So. <laughs> you know, you know, your numbers are a little bit bigger than X equals really, really <laughs> so, so that and, and really, that's the point I want to make to everybody and the good dudes that I knew that sat back with me. It was really good dudes. It wasn't no dudes. You know, dudes were not robbing all night and came to class being an asshole. These was really good dudes like myself who just ain't know a lot of that. Man, let's talk about this pandemic. What have you learned about the pandemic? And, you know, I know that, that people are going off the deep end. It's very divisive now. But what are some of the things that you've changed in maintaining your health? Because you know that you're, one of the things that I've learned as you've migrated throughout your life is that the most valuable thing that you have right now is your health. And you talk to folk about that. Your health is your wealth. So what are some of the things that you're doing right now to take care of yourself during this pandemic? Well, um, you know, first and foremost, during the pandemic, I started speaking on social media more than I ever have. And that was the first question I got in the morning. Rose, you lost weight. Did you do it naturally? I said, yeah. Well, how did you keep it off so long? So I began showing people what I ate, you know, my treats, you know, we know you eat Wingstop all day. And then I say, well, when I ain't eating Wingstop, I treat myself to this meal replacement right here. I wake up eating this. Woo, 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 woo. But uh, other than that, man, I just really, you know, reflected on myself during the pandemic. You know, my people, my family, 
the ones who mean the most to me. Because like I say, this is the first time in 15 years we canceled tours, everything we had plans, everything we had on the itineraries. Let's stop all that. You know what I'm saying? For the first time in, damn, it's like you got to sit back and say, okay, it's time to really see first and foremost as an artist who, who really bought their business. You know That's what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's about your business. You got to be about your business. Man, what advice, speaking of being about your business, before we get back in this book, because I think I know, you know, I'm here, in, I'm here in Charlotte, North Carolina right now. What advice would you have for young superstar artists who are just reaching that type of fame like the baby, who are going through, who are going through shit? What do, you, what do you tell them? Because you've been able to navigate, go through, and come out on the other side, whatever controversy comes at your door. How do, how do you navigate that? Because being a superstar is different for folk, man. It's a feeling that very few people have in this world. Right, right. It, it's most definitely you in a different position. You got, you know, millions and millions of eyes on you. And it's so it's, it's so many different ways people could take one statement. You know what I mean? So it's just really just all about understanding and keeping the priorities of why you're here. You're here for a reason. You're here to make incredible music and, and make it for incredible people. So let's keep that as the focus. Let's keep our fans first and foremost. You understand? That's and, good advice, and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And let's keep them in consideration because that's what means the most. That's why you're here. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, View its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So let's talk about these chapters real quick. I want you to give like a one-line summary because the coolest thing about this book, other than the words that are written, are these chapter names. So Give me, give me a, a thought. Let's start with this. The game ain't based on sympathy. What's the lesson here? The game not based on sympathy, meaning first and foremost, I want brothers to know when you finally get an opportunity to sit at the table with that CEO, that boss, that big wealthy individual, they don't want to hear about your great auntie that died. They don't <laughs> want to hear about how far you had to walk to work, your back hurting, your ingrown toenail. They don't want to hear no 
No, no complaints. You either going to win or you not. We don't care about none of that. It done took them 40 years to get where they had, and they don't walk further than you, so they don't want to hear none of that. The game ain't based on sympathy, so save it. Every boss started out a worker. Speak on that. Every boss started out a worker, meaning when I walk into one of my franchises, if the floor needs to be swept, I grab the broom right then. I'm not going to call nobody from the register to sweep the floor. I could do that. As a real boss, ain't nothing too small nor too big for you to handle. Bosses stay students. Unpack that one. Bosses remain students. I'm always remain a student. I always, I'm always ready to work, willing to work. I love partnerships because I get to learn from some of the best people. Me getting into the, the multi-billion dollar cannabis industry, I partnered up with the biggest face in the cannabis industry, burner cookies. It's as big as it gets. So not only are we in the position to get to the money, but I get to learn. I get to see the breast growers, the best greed, the breast breeders, the best way to, you know, everything get done. And I get it firsthand. And that's priceless. Now, this is what I, I had a different thought process about this one. But never lay your Jesus piece down. For me, I thought mm-hmm. when I was reading that, I was like, OK, don't don't leave your shit on the nightstand. Always be cautious and sleep with one eye open so you don't get robbed at night. That's what I thought. But talk to us about that. No, no, no. That's never lay your Jesus peace face down. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? You never lay your Jesus peace face down. Never. You never do that. You always leave it sitting up or you you hang it up on something and let it shine, man. That's dope. And master the art of the L. How do you master the L's? Everybody takes them. Um, yeah, yeah. Everybody takes losses. Everybody takes losses, but you got to master the loss. And mastering the losses after you put your yourself in position, you've accepted the challenge. You took a loss, but guess what? You're ready to do it again. You mastered the L once you you, you, you have no fear. I have no fear. When it comes to making music, a lot of artists sit back for five years before releasing an album because they feel this will make or break me. If this album not successful, shit, I might be gone forever. I don't feel that way. I'm finna drop some heat. I'm finna drop a bomb. And I've been consistently doing it. And so I feel like, you know, that's one of the things being incredible, being a leader, man, you gotta, you gotta, can't have no fear. Go ahead and put it together, put it out there, regardless of the, you know, the way it's accepted. And if it don't go the way you planned it, get back to work and do it again. Man, I, you know, one of the things that some have been missing, man, in the last couple of summers, we've been missing a banger from the dream. Because the dream used to get us through these summers. And we've been missing a banger from oh. Rosé this summer. What's going oh, on? We got, it's coming? What we got, man? Oh, man, I can't wait for it to come. You know what I'm saying? I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting for a few things to unfold. And before this year, you getting this rosé work. Man, don't, don't, be, don't be down year. there. Don't be down man, there sleeping in man. Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Now, you go, don't be sleeping in the stadium just teasing hey, us with it. I'm going to keep it real. I can because Maybach Music got one of the biggest suites in there for the next three seasons. But I, I, I swear, you know what I'm saying? I ain't going to do that kind of Even though that was genius. It, it was, was genius. genius. It, of it course was genius. It was genius. It was genius what you know. Tell me this. If you had to put together an album, you could only work with three people. Who would those three people be? Those three people would be, um, I would say, uh, I would say Kanye West. I would say uh, Justice League. And I would say Drake. That album already sounded like a banger if you could only work with them uh, three. Uh, it's it, it's going to be next level. Sound-wise, harmony-wise. Because this, to me, what make me and Drake a great combination when we collaborate is he could 
do all of the R&B, all of the harmonies, as well as turn up on some street rap shit and everything else. <sighs> Rose cutting heads off of everything else. Everything, everything. Do you, do you take a lot? I mean, you got a lot of these young, young rappers out here. 42 Doug, you got uh, Kodak Black, you got NBA Youngboy, you got them boys in Jacksonville. Florida, just doing dope stuff. Do you take these young fellas under your wing or do you wait on them to reach out to you? What advice do you have for them? Because some of them seem to be teetering on, you know, trying to stay out of prison, going back and forth. Well, how do we keep them on a straight and narrow? What, what do we do? What do icons in the game like yourself have to say to them fellas? Well, first and foremost, to me, it's all about them, them guys separating themselves and showing a boss, showing the leaders that they really want this. Because a lot of times you, you, you see like, damn, Homie don't really want it. And then when I do run across some of the youngsters, which I do, they come over here, kick it with me. We have a glass of Bel Air. We take a few photos and I give them game and let them know, man, remember and stay focused on what you came here for. You came here to be a legend. You came here to make incredible music that's going to be, you know, absorbed for many, many years and not that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Even though I know what it feel like, because just getting in the game, you know, it's dudes that's going to test you on some music, vibes. Certain cities you may go to and a dude, you know, want to make a, you know, make a blog and go viral and you want to lay them over your your lap and give them that spanking. I know what it's like. You know what I'm saying? So I try to keep it real and solid as possible. And I let them know I understand what it's like, because if somebody step on one of my shoes, Rose going to have to give them that lesson. I am. Rose got a flashback to the old Rose. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, ain't nothing change other than, you know, it's 250 million differences, but, you know, you still got to move a certain way, man. You know, oh, and I just try to be a, a great leader for the homies. Let's handle our business, man. Because as, as quick as you make it, they can take it from you. That's true. Let's oh, talk no, about- no, 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 no. You lose it much quicker than it takes you. <laughs> much quicker. You know what I'm saying? All it takes is for you to make one slip, one lawsuit. It's game over, boy. One charge. It's game over. You gone forever. Hey, listen, let's talk about something, because one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about that I look forward, the music is always dope, you know, but the thing that has impressed me the most, and I hope you understand, there's an entire generation of young black folk looking up to you for your business savvy, man, the moves you make, and that, that is what's most impressive to me, although I love the music. Talk, right, about, right, right. talk about your ownership of, of Wingstop franchises and your partnership with Wingstop and why Wingstop. Well, Wingstop is because, first and foremost, like I said, I realized I moved the best, I worked the best when I was doing things I loved the most or I cared for the most. So to me, chicken wings, wing stop, that's something I love. That's something that I would have went and enjoyed every day. So for me to be in business and partnership with Wingstop, then had the opportunity through the pandemic to create Thigh Stop, which is widely successful through DoorDash and Man, you know, the love I have for wings and lemon pepper and, you know, this lemon pepper lifestyle I live, I would have did this for nothing. I would have did it for free (laughs) just to go and get the wings. So after I purchased my first franchise, you know, with my sister and my mother by my side, you know, I looked up a few years later, shit, we added and added and we kept going. And now I'm not sure how many we have. I just salute the whole team and the whole family and the whole squad. Man, let me tell y'all, Wingstop got the second best lemon pepper wings in America behind Magic City. Magic City, dog. I, I can't be disrespectful no, to Magic no, City. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're not being honest to your listeners. 
Wings got the number one wings in the world. Magic City. Listen. What Magic City got is the number one wings with the ladies running around <laughs> in the world. That's right. what he got. You feel That's me? fair. That's fair. I, but I always got to, Mr. Magic, I always show love. <laughs> and ask Mr. Magic, Rose was in there less than 48 hours ago. That's less than two days ago, Rose was in there. I had a blue bottle of Bel Air and I had some of their wings. And the ladies, they most definitely were highly impressive. <laughs> Amen. So look, let me ask you this important question to all the young folk listening, because I know we got to get out of here soon because we got busy days. But I asked Magic Johnson the same thing. But how does Rick Ross determine when to invest in a venture and when to say no to somebody coming? When to say no is probably more important. Well, with me, it's it's basically what I have a a passion for. What do I truly have an understanding for? It's people that present, you know, I don't know how many offers every day. It's people that that's willing to pay me to be on my record label. It's, you know, and of course, partnerships, this, that, this, that. And I turn them down every day because if I genuinely don't have an interest for it, if I genuinely don't love it, a lot of times I won't excel in it. And I don't really just want to sit at a table with a bunch of people I'm unfamiliar with, don't care for and uninspired around. That ain't good for Rosé. So I really want to be inspired. So as I look at it, I'm currently in 20 partnerships, at least 20, 20 plus partnerships. And these are all partnerships that I wake up every morning and look forward to repping, branding, get on the phone, you know, bringing new people to the team. And that's the best way for me to work. So if you're just trying to buy Rosé into something, I won't do it. I don't turn down seven figure cigarette offers. I don't smoke cigarettes on me. I mean, you know, the, the check sound, it sounds decent, but I'm not going to smoke those. <laughs> I Let's, smoke these. Oh, 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 I see you, though. I see you. So, uh, listen, I just got into marijuana business myself. I'm in there about three years deep. So I, congratulations, I, I, man. I love congratulations. it, man. Yes, me and Charlemagne the God and Raekwon the chef, man. So we we doing yes. the best we can do out there, man. Well, those two, those two names you just mean, man, they mean a lot to me. Charlemagne, most definitely a, a close friend of mine. I got nothing but love and respect for her. And of course, Raekwon, we done collaborated several times. That was my favorite out of the Wu-Tang, you dig? So definitely. you're sitting at the table with a powerful combination. And hopefully yeah. I'll get to smoke some with you. Now, I'm looking forward to that. Look, let's talk about this album before I let you go. Richer Than I've Ever Been, your upcoming album coming out on the anniversary of Port of Miami. What makes this album special? Who on it? And is this the best album you've ever done? Well, really, I feel this is the best album. You know what I'm saying? I make progress every day. The words I use, the positions I'm in, and the things I'm I'm, I'm able to say. You know what I mean? And I feel like some of the stuff I'm saying on the album going to separate this album from others, a lot of people are gonna say Rose shouldn't have did that. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I think I should. Why not? That's what the game needs. I'm only gonna bring what the game needs. And Man, I, I think need, the, game I need needed, the game needed a boss like myself, somebody to give us the perspective from the back of the classroom. The game needed somebody with that ambition and drive after accumulating so much success wealth, however you want to put it, still have that same drive, still collaborating with young artists, unsigned artists, still bringing youngsters into the promised land and and making sure they understand that this dream could be a reality. 
Man, look, that Rick Ross, Young Jeezy, all of them boys, man. Y'all do, y'all are special, special. Last question for you before I let you go. Can't leave without That's talking too- football real quick. Oh, That's that Berlay. Oh, That's look too- at that Berlay. That's true. <laughs> Look, uh, how about this? I need the U to beat Clemson this year. Is De'Eric King one of the best quarterbacks in college football? And can anybody beat Clemson football in the ACC this year? You am going to beat Clemson this year. Hold me to it. You. I'm going to hold you to that. Oh, and hold, hold me to it. Hold me to it. Y'all see the U, the U potential? Y'all see where we coming back from? We had to turn around. You got to understand, we the greatest college institution for football in the history of football. Would you debate that? No, I wouldn't debate that. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure that. No, I mean, I, I, that team with Dorsey and Clinton Portis, et cetera. And I know that's probably no, not the I, best team to come up. That, that's, that's an amazing team. Come on, dude. You remember, what, 53 game run? Yeah. 53 games in a row without losing, lost one, then went back on another 49 game. And if I'm off a, a game or two, I'm sure y'all will forgive me, but that's what the you did, baby. You feel me? <laughs> and are, how about this? Are the Bills the new Patriots in the AFC East, or can the Dolphins knock off the Bills and take over the AFC East? Oh, the Dolphins going to knock off the Bills, and the reason we're going to do that is the Dolphins and Bills, this go back to when I was a kid. My mom only screamed loud when the Dolphins was playing the Jets. And playing the Bills, playing Buffalo, you know what I'm saying? When they had Bruce Smith and all them, you know, one time for tour, one time for our new black coach, one time for my suite I got on the third floor. Anybody that's on that third floor walking around with a rich boy's walk, come by, you see the MMG logo, knock on it. You never know. I may open it up for you. And Shit, I'm, knocking. I'm knocking. I'm be what's happening, man. Come Look, on, man. this has been a true pleasure and an honor, man. I'm excited because I had Rick Ross, the biggest boss, somebody I grew up listening to. Who, who I campaign listening to, who transcends business and politics and all those other things. Rick Ross has been a pleasure, man. Thank you for joining the Bukari Sellers podcast, my brother. Man, thank you for having me, brother. And anytime you need me, Ricky Rose, I'm here for you, brother. We're going to smoke one together soon for sure, my brother. Be easy. I can't wait. <laughs>